2: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: do you like this show and you want to help support us do you want us to stay ad free do you want extra episodes every month of course you do well then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcave retro and become a patreon supporter of this very show and welcome back to another edition of the Nerd Cave Retro show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. So Derek, please tell me how your week has been. We actually got to see each other over the weekend. We did. Yeah,
0: we had a triple header screening of three locally made short films uh, at Sam's Fun City in Pensacola. We started off with uh, Nick Smith's film The Verso Verdict, which was very good. Uh, then we followed that up with my film, The Parker Syndrome, and a film you actually starred in. Uh, Servi was mm-hmm. the, to use a wrestling term, it was the main event. <laughs> uh, really, really good. Um, I thought it was a good turnout. Yeah, it was good seeing you know people that I haven't seen in a while, and and then we got to enjoy Waffle House afterwards.
1: Yes, we did. It was so hot. I, it was like I, we should. If we were going to do something like that outside, we need to do it like later in the year. It was warm.
0: November sounds great yeah. for that type of thing. Because it's, it's cooler, but it's not. Because there's two types of weather here on the coast. It's either scorching hot mm-hmm. or bone-chilling cold. Yep. <laughs> so you really got to do late October through November. And then like February to March. Yeah. It's good, t- good timing to do outdoor stuff.
1: Yeah, like you said, we had uh, we had Waffle House too, and that was that was quite enjoyable. I was full for most of the next day after <laughs> eating the gigantic All Star breakfast.
0: <laughs> you can't go wrong, man. You can't go wrong with the All Star. I remember texting you the next morning. I was like, I don't know about you, but I'm still yeah. full from Waffle House, and so we didn't even eat that late. No, it, was it was what like
1: nine thirty or ten. Yeah, somewhere around there. But we're old yeah. now. We don't get to eat that late, and. uh you know, not have problems afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's something that I've recently been discovering the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> you, you
1: you pretty much just can't just just should stop eating after like seven or eight.
0: Yeah, I pretty much just have to eat avocados all the time. Yeah, it seems that's, like
1: that's pretty much what I eat now. My entire diet now consists of chicken breast, broccoli, and avocados.
0: Yeah, I, I've. I, because I, I posted this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. I've really gotten into cooking. And I've been trying to cook, like, lighter stuff. Mm-hmm. Or just jam-pack it with different vegetables. And there's this thing that I've, I've started making. It's like a stir-fry type dish. But I use cauliflower rice instead of normal mm-hmm. rice. And it's actually really good.
1: You know, I used to love getting the uh, the HelloFresh boxes. I used to subscribe to HelloFresh. And, man, I loved uh, cooking those meals. But... Problem is when you, I, I mean, I guess I could do a single person meal type of thing, but I don't like, the thing is, is I, I don't trust like getting deliveries here to the apartment because, you know, somebody could steal my food if it's out there too long. So if I lived in a house, it wouldn't be that, that bad, but I, I don't know. I don't trust having deliveries here that would sit outside my door all day till I got home.
0: No, I totally get that. No, I would feel the same way. Yeah, but that all time. in all, it was it was a good Saturday. Other than that, just been kind of, you know, just kind of doing whatever. Been playing some video games. Uh, it's nice to you know, have more downtime to do that. Yeah, that and um, slowly working on my next film project. awesome!
1: Yeah, I spent most of Sunday. Um... You know, I didn't really do much all day. I cleaned my apartment and then I spent most of the day actually um, just playing the game that I'm going to be reviewing tonight. And that's pretty much all I did all day. Besides, you know, I took a nap <laughs> and I ate later in the day. So it was a it was a good, nice, lazy Sunday. I enjoyed it a lot. I needed that. What's funny is Sunday, Steve and I went to another
0: film screening.
1: Oh, yeah. In Fort
0: Walton. So two people we know, they made a documentary about the aftermath of Hurricane Michael in oh, Panama okay. City. And they interviewed several people who still live there that are still struggling mm-hmm. and have no real help from the government. Yeah. So it it was a really eye-opening uh, documentary. And they, they actually uh, screened it at this cool place called Sudson Cinema that's in downtown Fort Walton. <laughs> it's like an old like an old-style movie theater. Yeah. But they recently remodeled it where it has almost like dining room seating, but the tables and chairs look like they're straight out of a 1950s diner.
1: That's awesome.
0: Which is actually fitting because when you walk in, the lobby has like the old uh, checkerboard tile when you walk in, so it's like you're walking into a movie theater from the 50s.
1: Wow. (laughs) That sounds awesome.
0: And I was... Steve talked with the owner about possibly doing a, a film festival there at some point, which I think would be great, you know, because I'd I love to to showcase the Parker syndrome outside of Pensacola. Like, I'd love to do you know, Fort Walton or even over in your neck of the woods in Biloxi.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. I just don't know where we could do it at. I'll, I'll be thinking about it because I really want to do that over here, too.
0: Yeah, show Servi and... You know, any other films that people are willing to share?
1: Absolutely. Um, But I don't know about you, but I'm ready to move into the news for tonight. Sure. first story is on comicbook.com. The Super Nintendo World theme park might feature some kind of Nintendo Switch integration. It seems as though Nintendo fans will have a way to connect their online lives with their theme park visits whenever Universal Parks and Resorts opens the gates of its... Super Nintendo World Attractions. New info emerging from talks during a media conference that took place recently revealed that those who attend Super Mario Super Nintendo World will have some way to connect their experience back to their game consoles, presumably on the Nintendo Switch. Details are slim on the console integration right now, just as they are on the whole Super Nintendo World plan overall but the tease has interesting implications for any people who are planning on visiting the Nintendo-themed attractions. So what do you think about that, being able to uh, go to the park and actually integrate your park experience with the Nintendo Switch itself?
0: I just want this park to open in general. Yeah, (laughs) that would be nice. the, the, The Switch integration, I'd be very curious to see exactly what you could do with it. Yeah, but like I was reading this article earlier today, and I I did want to ask you: say if they do this, this this is going to be at Universal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is going to be similar to like the Harry Potter World that they have, where it's like a section of Islands of Adventure. Yeah, what what type of stuff would you have at Super Nintendo World Hmm. if they if they gave you creative freedom to put whatever you wanted? (laughs) What would you um, put in Super Nintendo world
1: well first, I would have Super Mario land where um you could actually run and uh th- there would be boxes suspended from the ceiling that you could jump up and, and punch and give you prizes and um <laughs> there would be hidden passages everywhere that you could uh go into through pipes to go to different hidden parts of the park and uh go in the, it would be like different shops or you know things like that. You could get to. Um, I don't know. I'd really have to think about it. What I because you, you could just really just let your mind, you know, your imagination just go crazy, and then of course you'd have to have Zelda World, where um, you could go and and get your own um, uh, Master Sword and Shield, and uh, you know walk around Hyrule, um, experience the different uh, versions of Zelda there are, like you know the eight bit era, the sixteen bit era. Um, the current era, um, then maybe you could have. Um, let's see, uh, I don't know. What would you do?
0: You have to have a Super Mario Kart track.
1: Yes, I was just thinking. I was like, we could do. I was just thinking like F Zero, but I was like, no, that that you know, like what could I and like and Super Mario Kart just didn't even enter my mind. I don't know why.
0: It maybe through some type of digital technology you could integrate like as you're doing a race when you get behind someone you press a button or say like you run over certain areas of the track that look like question mark blocks like Mm kind of like the old super mario kart game yeah and it gives you an item so say if you get behind someone and you shoot you hit a button it'll slow their cart down because they've gotten hit by a banana peel or a green shell or something like that. What you could do
1: is like a complete VR experience or you could have something that's sort of like uh, the Spider-Man ride at Islands of Adventure where Mm -hmm. they could do like three or four different versions of the ride, like three or four different tracks. Like every time you get on the ride, it would be a different um, track, you know, like Rainbow Road or something like that. But each person is in their own little different motion car and it Mm -hmm. you know it sort of reacts like each car is different or you know like it it would just have to be different every time you get on it
0: yeah and i think you'd have to have uh, princess peach's castle as the focal point of the whole thing yeah but then also include you know hyrule castle and other huge landmarks as well. I I would have at least four separate sections. Like, you'd have Mario Land, Hyrule, and you could kind of take your pick with the other two.
1: Um, but those two are a must. Probably Pokemon would be in there, because that's a pretty big Nintendo property. Yeah. Um. What would be the fourth big Nintendo property that they could do a world? Out? Like, if they had four sections to the park, they've got Mario Land, Hyrule you know, Pokemon Village or whatever, and then they would have, like, something else. Like, what's the other big Nintendo property?
0: Well, I could tell you what I would like to see and what I realistically could see. If it were up to me, I would do... Star Fox would be
1: a cool one. Oh, that would be a cool motion ride. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Worst case scenario, you have some type of ride where you're in an R-Wing. Like That could be a great VR ride. Realistically, I could see them doing a more modern game like a Splatoon. Which that would be kind of cool too, doing almost like virtual reality paintball.
1: I would want like a Metroid world, but I don't know if that would work in a theme park setting.
0: It might scare the kids a bit too much. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that could be like, like the it, adult though. part of the park. <laughs> I,
0: don't I don't know, but I, I'm excited to follow this story. You know, I remember this being announced a number of months ago and being really excited for it. So,
1: yeah, this is cool. I mean, you could we'll d- see what happens. Do sort of an AR experience with your Switch when you go into the park. Like, if you bring your Switch with you into the park, you could have some sort of AR experience with the Switch. But um, but I don't know. It's kind. I'm. Of, um, it's kind of. Um, kind of just in a wait and see. Kind of mode right now because I don't know what they could possibly have up their sleeve. I'm excited. I really want to go to this park when it opens. I'm. I'm really excited for it.
0: You know they'll integrate Pokemon somehow with oh, that. Oh
1: yeah, that's a given.
0: Yeah, but no, like you, I'm. I'm super excited. It says here that it's going to open in Japan. In spring of 2020, and will come to the U.S. and other locations at a later date. Hmm. I'm thinking the absolute, and I'm talking like absolute earliest, would probably be winter of 2020. But I'm thinking 2021. Well, that's more likely. Much more likely. Yeah, because those things do take a long time to build.
1: Yeah, but it's still cool that they're making it though.
0: Yeah. But with every good Nintendo story comes a bad one. (laughs) Of course. This comes to us from Polygon.com. Nintendo files multi-million dollar lawsuit against ROM website. Nintendo of America has filed a lawsuit on September 10th against the owner of ROM website, ROM Universe. The company is seeking damages in the amount of $150,000 for each copyright infringement and up to $2 million for each trademark infringement. That's obnoxious. Nintendo says the pirated game displays counterfeit copies of Nintendo's trademarks when the games are played, as well as infringing the copyright of the works themselves. ROM Universe reportedly offers members uh, to its site priced at 30 bucks a year. The membership allows users to download an unlimited number of pirated games referred to as ROMs with higher speeds than non-members, Nintendo alleges. It also says in the lawsuit that ROM Universe is among the most visited and notorious Online hubs for pirated Nintendo video games with nearly 300,000 downloads for the offered Nintendo Switch games and more than 500,000 downloads for Nintendo 3ds games. So here's my thing with this. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's their properties. It's their right to say, hey, you can't basically be making money off of our off of our intellectual properties. That being said, if you're that picky about it and you're that upset about it, offer it to everyone. Yeah. Yourselves. How That's about, what I say.
1: How about this, Nintendo? If you're not gonna give us all the Nintendo games that we want on your uh <clears throat> the the online Switch online, how about offering them to us? Um what was it called when it was the the mar the mar- not the marketplace, the um
0: Virtual console. Virtual
1: console. Bring the virtual console back to the Switch and let us buy these games for you know a couple bucks at a, at a pop. I'm totally okay with that. Paying for these old games that we want to play. Just give them to us. Uh, but of course, Nintendo doesn't like uh, apparently doesn't like money. So we, we've we've gone over this many times.
0: Well, the thing is, is, that the virtual console, when it was around, was great because they were all fairly reasonably priced. I remember you could get an NES game for like three to five dollars, and yep. then Super Nintendo games would be five to seven.
1: And that's it, and that's then, at least what you're going to pay for them if you're collecting old Nintendo games. You're gonna, you know, even if it's a common game, you're still going to pay between five and ten bucks. So, what's the difference in that, or just Jumping on the Switch and having a virtual console where I can go and pick up a copy of Star Tropics or, you know, or what's some of the games that aren't on Nintendo? I mean, like I could go get Castlevania for five or ten bucks, Castlevania 2, II, Castlevania 3, like uh, just any number of games that they could put on there and I would be willing to pay for. That's all yeah. we ask for is a way to get them. The only reason that these pirate sites exist is because you won't give them to us nintendo
0: yeah and it says here that this past week nintendo won a uk high court case that will require five internet service providers including sky bt ee TalkTalk, talk and virgin media to block or impede access to hmm. four different websites that offer pirated nintendo switch games Uh, Then in November 2018, they reached a $12 million settlement with two ROM sites, LoveRoms and LoveRetro.co, which I remember us talking about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can understand them not wanting, you know, cracking down on pirated Nintendo Switch games and, you know, even 3DS games, anything within the last 10 years. But when it comes to NES and Super Nintendo games, GameCube games, just give us a way to get them. On a virtual console, and we will be happy. So I don't know whose uh, whose ankles or shins we have to kick to get this to happen. But come on, Nintendo, just take our money. We we have money. We ha- I don't know about you, Derek, but I have expendable income that I would love to yeah. spend on Nintendo games. But they won't let they won't offer them to me to buy them. So I'm just sitting here with expendable income that I'm not spending on anything. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and to our last story for tonight, let's move on to a, a Sega Genesis Mini review. Uh, this was on CNET.com. It says Sega Genesis Mini review the best retro console for everyone who ignored Nintendo. The good 42 mostly great games included. Excellent port quality, two controllers. Uh, a, hun- a number of games haven't been available in other compilations in a while. The bad. The controllers, while solid, don't always feel as good to use as other retro systems. A less expensive Sega Genesis Classics compilation might make more sense if you already have a console. Bottom line, if you've been dreaming of bringing a Sega Genesis back into your house, this is a fantastic retro box full of classic games that will do it perfection. Uh, And there's quite a a review here talking about the the whole system. So if you want to go read that, it's on cnet.com. Uh, of course, it comes out uh, $80 here in uh, the U.S., um, 70 pounds in the U.K., $139 in Australia. Damn. Poor Australians, man. Always getting yanked when it comes to video games. Um, I I don't know about you, but I've been reading some of these uh, different reviews that have been popping up about the, uh, the Sega Genesis Mini, and nobody really has anything bad to say about it. Actually, the thing I've heard most is that it's probably the best retro mini system that's that you can get, like even better than the Nintendo and Super Nintendo because of just flat out some of the games that are offered on it. I mean, 40 games is nothing to sneeze at.
0: Well, I was just going to say a lot of it, I think, has to do with the sheer amount of games yeah. that's on it because they could have easily fit more games on the NES and the Super NES minis, but... For some reason they chose not to. Yeah. I, I'm really excited for this though. You know, ever since we started talking about it and we started hearing the right things about it, and now that the reviews are out to back it up. You know, the the over the next week is a, a big week for, for gaming. You know, this comes out, mm-hmm. uh the Link's Awakening remake comes out on Friday. <sighs> so there there's there's gonna be some good stuff to play.
1: Oh yeah, um, actually, I might wait on the Links Awakening. That might be um, something I'll get myself for Christmas while I have my two weeks off, so that I'll have something to play over my Christmas holiday. And um, I'm gonna go ahead and get the uh, the Sega Genesis uh, in the next couple of weeks and have some new stuff to uh, to review here on the show because um, there are a lot of good games and good and games that you know I really wanted to play as a kid, but i never had uh, a Genesis, so I'm I'm stoked for this to come out. Especially you know, forty games at that price point, you can't beat it.
0: Yeah. No, and, and I've no, I've made jokes in the past about how I prefer the Super Nintendo over Sega, but I'm I'm stoked for it too. I, I, this will be something that I get you know fairly soon
1: after it comes out because there, there's a lot that I want to play for it. Oh, me too! I'm I'm really excited. And uh, when does it come out? Today is what the? Today's 17th? the 17th, and it comes out on what the 20th.
0: It I might be it? a little later than that. Or is it? Think, um. Oh,
1: it comes out the 19th. 19th. So that's what Thursday. Yeah. Wow! Two days. Get ready, everybody! I hope you have your eighty bucks ready to go because the Sega, Geni- Sega Genesis Minis about to drop.
0: And I just remembered, I have a twenty five dollars gift card for Amazon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I might go trade in some games at the GameStop. Although they'll probably only give me like two dollars for them. But
0: they might throw in a pack of Orbit gum for you.
1: Yeah, throw in you know, give me a stick of juicy fruit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or a pack of gushers. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: just, just one pack though, not not a box. Yeah, just you don't you don't get the
1: whole thing. You just get it you get a little handful. Yeah. Um, but uh that does it for the news for tonight. Let's go ahead and move into this month on video game history. In September of 1981, Wizardry is the first in a computer role-playing franchise that eventually spans eight games. Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, I recognize this logo. I want to say we talked about this around this time last year.
1: Yeah, I do. I do remember this. Yeah.
0: And the most recent one came out in 2001. So this series spanned 20 years. Wow. That's impressive.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't mind actually playing some of these. I wonder if these are available on, uh, on Steam. Maybe.
0: Interesting. Hmm. On September 9th, 1985, Namco releases Battle City for the Famicom, which is based on their older 1980 arcade game of Tank Battalion.
1: Tank Battalion. I don't think I've
0: heard of this.
1: Battle City? It doesn't look familiar. No, it does not at all. The cover uh, art looks pretty cool. An arcade version for the Nintendo Versus system came out uh, and and ended up on the virtual console for the Wii and the Wii U. Huh. It was also released
0: in Japan on the Game Boy in the early 90s.
1: Yeah, there's no screenshots here, so this would be something i have to look up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I never played this.
0: Sounds cool, though.
1: Uh, September 1st of 1988, Nintendo revamps Doki Doki Panic and releases it as Super Mario Bros. 2 for the NES in America and the PAL region. Birdo made her debut in this game and released in Japan as Super Mario USA in 1992. Still one of my, my top editions of Super Mario Bros. games. I love Super Mario Bros. 2. Even even though a lot of people hate it, which I don't understand why, it's such a good game and still probably one of the most beautiful games ever made for the Nintendo.
0: Graphics-wise, it still holds up, and I know both oh, you yeah. and I are defenders of this game.
1: Love this game. You know, I,
0: gro- growing up, I had no idea that this was a, a revamped version of another game. Yeah, I, didn't I just assumed it. it was a sequel, and I actually really, really like it.
1: My mom loved Super Mario Brothers too. I used to have to fight her for the Nintendo <laughs> to play because she she played so much Super Mario Brothers two back when I was a kid. No, it was great.
0: In September of 1989, Atari Games releases Stun Runner in arcades, which is a 3D polygonal vehicle combat slash
1: racing game. I think I remember playing Stun Runner a few times.
0: I do uh, yeah. not recognize this, though the arcade cabinet looks pretty cool.
1: Yeah, A version for the Atari Lynx was published by Atari Corporation at 91. Uh, the version relies on 2D hardware scaling techniques to generate the effect of fully 3D levels. All other objects are scaled 2D sprites.
0: I actually saw a Lynx the other day. Oh, did when you? I went, yeah, when I went to the video game trading post to get Sonic Adventure... Oh. They actually had uh they had a lynx I don't remember how much it was. I didn't look at the price, but yeah, I was you, like, Oh
1: you don't see we've too many of those that before. Yeah, you don't see too many of those out in the wild anymore. No, you don't. Uh September of nineteen ninety one, Namco releases Starblade for arcades, featuring one of the earliest instances of real time three D graphics and video games. Let's look up Starblade. I like that name. Oh, I remember us yeah. talking about this. That is a Blade cool. Stars. That is a cool looking console. Yes, oh, it is. Man, that actually looks like it. It should be like the Star Wars uh, sit down arcade game.
2: Mm
0: hmm.
1: Like, it also
0: says here it's believed to have had a strong influence on the 1993 Super NES game Star Fox, mm-hmm. and it was later ported to the Sega CD and 3DO in 1994.
1: Wow, this thing came out on a lot of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Sega CD, 3DO, PlayStation, Wii Virtual Console, iOS devices, and Android. So if you're, uh, if you're interested in playing Starblade, you can actually pick it up on, uh, your, your, whatever, uh, you know, uh, store is on your phone, whether you're iOS or, uh, what is it? <laughs> Android
0: uh, none of the other ones matter anymore. Anyway. Weirdos
1: who use your in your space phones. <laughs> I'll probably get flack for saying that, but Wally's true. gonna kill me.
0: <laughs> uh, there's a funny meme I'll have to find that that I'll send you that it it knocks Samsung. It, it's right. pretty great <laughs> if I can find it. But moving on to September 9th of 1995, Sony releases the PlayStation console in the United States, the original PlayStation. It's
1: still hard to... Re- it's, it's almost, it's almost uh, 25 years old. I know. It's hard to believe that the PlayStation came out in 95. It doesn't feel that old.
0: No, I always think it came out in, like, 98 or
1: 99. Yeah. Like, it seems like a late 90s console.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't the very first ones come out that didn't have the analog sticks, but it was later, or were the analog sticks added on for the PlayStation two? I don't remember
0: uh let's see now I see the analog sticks on the original PlayStation controller
1: I don't think it had no actually
0: you're you're sticks. right, yeah, an original PlayStation controller did not have the analog mm-hmm. sticks, yeah. And then the, this model was later replaced by the dual analog in 1997. Okay, yeah. Interesting, I did not
1: know that. Yeah, because I had a friend of mine that had an original PlayStation. He got it back in 95 when uh, we had just uh, graduated high school. And I think he got it for that Christmas. And uh, I remember at the time it didn't have the analog sticks.
0: I never played the PlayStation until like 98, 99. So I, I never saw the the controllers without the analog sticks. Yeah, it's
1: kind of weird to see a PlayStation controller with no analog sticks on it. It does look strange. Yeah, if you're listening to this right now, you can go look on the, uh, the wiki page, and it'll show you uh, both of them side by side. And uh, let's see. September 1st of 1996, AOL closes Imagination Network, the first online video game with graphics after five years of service. Poor Imagination Network.
0: It's crazy to think that, you know, I remember AOL being like the thing that you had to have. And it had AOL Instant Messenger and then people stopped using AOL but still used Instant Messenger.
1: <laughs> uh, the sound of getting online back in the 90s was awful. It was like, it was like a, a, a robot dying. Pretty much. Then, of course, you, I'd be, like, downloading a picture or trying to, to do something online, and my grandma would call, <laughs> knock me offline, <laughs> and damn it, grandma!
0: Oh, I remember when I would download games, it would take me forever.
1: hmm Doing anything took forever. <laughs> I don't miss those days at all.
0: No, I don't either. mm But to close us out on this month in video game history, on September 12th of 1998, Pokemon Yellow is released for the Game Boy in Japan. I remember reviewing this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it was one of the first ones I did, but I think I did like a red, blue, and yellow compilation because they're virtually the same game, but yellow came out after red and blue because they incorporated elements from the anime. Like in in Yellow, Pikachu would follow you around and you would run into Team Rocket. And there would be additional things that you could tell were influenced from the cartoon that was really cool. So uh, Yellow is still my all-time favorite Pokemon game.
1: I still have never played a Pokemon game in my life. I came very close when uh, when the Pokemon game dropped, what, like a year or so ago? Uh, Mm -hmm. And I almost played, but I was like, "Mm, it's just not my thing. Maybe if I played it, it, it would change my mind, but I've just never been interested enough to actually dive into a Pokemon game.
0: Which would you rather play, Pokemon or Final Fantasy?
1: Uh, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. funny
0: story before we move on to the Patreon shout-out. So a few weeks ago, this collection of uh, mana games, it was called the Collection of Mana, came out for the Switch. Of course one included Secret of Mana, which is one of my all-time favorite games for the Super Nintendo. There's a Final Fantasy game for um I think it was for the NES called Final Fantasy Adventure. It was actually the prequel to Secret of Mana, which I had no idea.
1: Is it? So Secret yeah. of Mana is a Final Fantasy game or in the Final Fantasy universe?
0: I think so. Oh, it was dude. it was shocking to me. <laughs>
1: I know I make fun of Final Fantasy, Brandon, so you don't have to keep telling me to try to play it. I'll play one one day when we're like, (sighs) when we hit episode 2000, I'll do a Final Fantasy (laughs) game. (laughs) When we run out of everything to play, I will play a Final Fantasy game.
0: And that's after we've reviewed Link to the Past for the fifth time.
1: (laughs) I just don't think I could could devote enough time to it, because... I just don't know if I would even know what was going on because they all seem so different. Like when I think of Final Fantasy, I think of like it seemed to me back in the day it was it was kind of like, you know, swords and dragons, almost like Dragon Quest. Mm -hmm. You know, like sword and sorcery type of thing. But then like I look at like Final Fantasy, you know, eighty seven that's about to come out for PlayStation, and it's like futuristic cities with like People with gigantic swords that are like four times their size. And I'm like, what is happening? I have no clue what's going on here.
0: So what you're saying is your favorite part of a Final Fantasy game is putting it back on the shelf and walking away. Yeah,
1: like looking at it and going, huh, that's interesting. (laughs) And then put it right back on the shelf. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well,
0: technically, if Secret of Mana is in the Final Fantasy universe, which I I don't want to confirm or deny that it is... I would recommend that because it's going to be a much better game.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll try out a Pokemon game and uh then I'll move on to uh Final Fantasy later.
0: So for episode 1000 you'll review yeah. Pokemon One, Yellow,
1: which should be roughly 2028 20, somewhere around
0: there. <laughs> when we're finished, I'll actually I'll calculate yeah. like when we would hit episode 1000. Let's see,
1: 50 roughly 50 shows a year. Uh, what is that like? Two, two three. I can't do the calculation. I'm not, I'm bad at math. <laughs> Same.
0: By that point, we're both gonna be. I don't know if you ever saw Futurama, but they how they would have the celebrities like their heads and yeah, like cryostasis <laughs> heads and jars. That's gonna be us
1: <laughs> doing this show. We Can't even play the games anymore. Cause we're just a head in a jar.
0: I mean, that's when we're just going to have to do repeat reviews. We'll we'll start. We'll look at what we did for episode one, yeah. and then just rehash everything in order.
1: <laughs> oh man! But let's talk about our Patreon people. Um, these people here, and I'm going to let Derek shout them out. These people keep this show afloat, and we can't thank them enough.
0: Yeah. So we want to give shout outs to Axeblade07, Chris Collingwood, Daniel Salmon, and Justin Olson.
1: So if you want to be like our Patreon people, our supporters, go over to patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro. We got a $1, a $3, and a $5 tier, and you can pretty much just give us whatever. You can make up your own tier, I think, and give us whatever you want. Um, But here's the thing. We want to get back up to the $50 level, and at that level, we will do extra shows for you every single month. And it will be like a couple weeks ago when we did the uh, the wrestling show with Joey Image and the, um, Wally Phelps. We will do you know wrestling discussions, or we'll review some old movies or TV shows. We do commentary tracks. We have all this stuff as samples over the last couple of years. We've done this show. We've done uh, Super Mario Brothers the movie. We've done The Wizard, and go back and listen to those shows. And if those are interesting to you and you want us to do that every single month and not just as a regular episode but as an extra episode so you'll not only get the four regular episodes per month you'll get an extra episode of us doing something cool uh, along those lines so if that's interesting to you go help us out over on patreon and spread the word tell your friends and uh, get us back up to that 50 dollar level please absolutely So, tonight, I'm going to be talking about... And that's pretty much all you get for the music (laughs) of Kung Fu. It's that song... For the entire game, over and over, which and is well, not, yeah, not necessarily a bad thing. But this uh, Kung Fu is based off of, it's a port of Kung Fu Master, a side-scrolling beat-em-up game produced by Irem as an arcade game in 1984 and distributed by Data East in North America. Uh, the game was initially released in Japan under the title of Spartan X, as a tie-in based on the Jackie Chan film, Wheels on Meals, which was also distributed under the name Spartan X in Japan. However, the game has no bearing on the plot of the film outside the names of the main protagonist, Thomas, and his girlfriend, allowing Irem to export the game without the license by simply changing the title. Players control Thomas, the titular Kung Fu Master, as he fights his way through the five levels of the Devil's Temple in order to rescue his girlfriend, Sylvia, from the mysterious crime boss, Mr. X. Kung Fu Master is regarded as the first beat-em-up video game. It had an NES port titled Kung Fu, which sold 3.5 million cartridges. Uh, The arcade game also inspired a 1988 French film of the same name. Um, so I remember this I never played the arcade version of this but this was actually one of the very first games that I ever sat down with my friends to play I remember going to my friend Joey's house when I was a kid, he lived right down the street and we played uh, Kid Nicky, Super Mario Brothers and Kung Fu those were the three games that he had and I loved Kung Fu and um, like I said it was one of the very first side scrolling beat em ups so it's very um uh what's the word uh straightforward it, yeah it's very straightforward it's not you know there's not much to it uh it's like i said it's only 5 levels long but it progressively gets harder as you go like the first level is just basically uh you get your regular you don't get a whole lot of variety with um Uh, you know, minions that you fight. It's just these dudes that kind of run up to you and they don't even really hit you. They just kind of grab you (laughs) and they drain your life. So you don't want to get touched by them. And then, of course, you get through the first level, you go up to the second level, and then uh, they start throwing in little hobbit-looking guys (laughs) along with the regular dudes that'll come up and start humping your leg. (laughs) And they drain your (laughs) life. Then you get to the third level, and that's where the... um, Insects and animals and snakes and stuff start coming out. And then by the time you get to the... I honestly didn't get to the fifth level because the fourth level was as far as I could get because it gets ridiculous at that point because you have to fight bees. You literally have to punch bees bees out of the air. And as you go through the game, you don't get any kind of power-ups. You just have to try to get through the level. You get three lives. You try to get through the level without you know, losing a life. And if you get to the end of the level and your you know, your health bar is all the way down to the end. You finish the level, your health bar fills back up before you start the next level, which is cool. Yeah. But that's good. At least there are no continues. There are no, um, no kind. I even looked up cheat codes for like extra lives. There is nothing for this game. Absolutely nothing at all. As far as cheat codes, so you basically just have to be good at the game, and if you're really, good, I'm, I imagine there are guys that do speed runs of this game that are probably pretty ridiculous. I didn't actually look that up, but I'm going to do that later tonight. See if there are any speed runs of this game. Um, but it's fun. Like I said, there's not a whole lot of variety as far as the the different uh, minions that you fight. They didn't really do much as far as changing. The look of each level. Each level looks exactly the same. You get that plain blue background. It's not a pretty game to look at. But like I said, it's it's a very stripped down beat-em-up. But at the same time, I love it because, like I said, it was one of the very first games I ever played for the Nintendo. I love the box art. I I love all the black box games. Um, I, I would love to have all the black box games, you know, complete in box. And I actually think I have a couple of copies of this game just because I end up picking them up all over the place and you can pick up a a version, you know, uh, you can pick this game up. I mean, they're, they're lousy everywhere with these games. You go to any retro game store and you're going to see 10 copies of this game for like Three to five dollars. I think you can pick up a copy right now. I looked them up on eBay. You can pick up a copy for you know buy it now for like eight bucks, and they're in great shape. So, any questions about Kung Fu thus far?
0: I mean, I watched a little bit of gameplay earlier today, and it looks like a fairly straightforward game, not very complicated, but mm-hmm. I could see it being a lot of fun.
1: It is like, and the thing is, you go through the game. And uh, you get more points for actually punching. You get, you have like two or three different moves. You can punch, you can kick, you can sweep the leg, and you can jump and do like a jump kick. Uh, Mostly, I just spend most of my time just kicking (laughs) because it's the most, you know, you get a longer reach. But if you punch, you get more points. And I, I don't know if you get like extra lives for getting, I'm sure you do if you get to a certain, you know, hundred thousand points or whatever, kind of like in Mario, where you get a hundred coins, you get an extra life, but mm-hmm. um you get more points for punching because it's a shorter attack, and it's not like one attack is more uh powerful than the other I mean it's everything's one hit kill in this game, except for the bosses, they take like five or six hits to kill and um but like i said it's it's a pretty simple straightforward game but it does have that charm of being one of the very first uh, Nintendo games and as simple as it is I still have a huge soft spot in my heart for this game like I love this game I still love to play it just pop it in because as soon as I pop it in and hear that music and I see that startup screen like it instantly takes me back to being like 10 years old again and i just love this game and i think it should absolutely be in an anybody it is an essential nintendo game to have in your collection i think you if you're going to collect nintendo and you know you're only going to collect a certain a certain number of games like if you're going to do you know 50 games or so like no matter how many games you want to collect for the nintendo this has to be in your in your library
0: yeah. No, it's like I said, from what I saw of it, you know, I didn't play this game growing up and I knew of it. Like once I clicked on the Wikipedia page, I was like, OK, I know what this is because I, I've heard the name Kung Fu Master before. Yeah, it, it looks fun. And, and it would be one that, you know, I would like to try sometime.
1: And it, it's really simple to control. You know, the hit detection's really good on it. It feels good to punch and kick somebody. And um, I was I wanted to mention this too. The game was originally based on the Bruce Lee movie Game of Death, which had the the five level Devil Devil's Temple. So that's kind of this game is kind of a mishmash of Game of Death and uh, Wheels on Meals, the Jackie Chan movie. Like the actual character in the game is based on Jackie Chan, but the the level the like the whole kind of storyline of the game. Um is based on, you know, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee movie. Um So that's kind of the genesis of this game.
0: Well, it says here an arcade sequel called uh, Super Kung Fu Master was reportedly planned but never released.
1: Yeah, I was reading that. That would have been interesting.
0: Yeah. And then in 1990, the arcade game received a completely different Game Boy sequel titled as Kung Fu Master which has similar gameplay to the arcade game, but a completely different plot and setting with the same protagonist along with a new set of enemies. Different stages and new bosses, including a Chainsaw Man, another strong man, a Napalm Bomber, <laughs> a Ninja, a Shinobi, and a mysterious and wealthy Kung Fu master named Zap Morgan. <laughs> I
1: would because love that, what's actually... more
0: intimidating than a guy named Zap Morgan?
1: <laughs> Zap Brennigan. Um... I would love to actually see like uh a remake of this game. And and like I said, it doesn't have to be long. It could still be like the same plot of the game cuz these all these early Nintendo games had pretty simple plots. Save the girlfriend, yeah. save the princess, uh go through, you know, your five levels, defeat a boss at the end of each level. And I would love to see this game remade. With like you know updated graphics and better music, of course. Uh, like I said, there's only that one one song throughout the whole game. That that was another thing that was kind of disappointing. But even, in, even with the short <coughs> the shortcomings of this game, I still like I said, this game has such a legacy with me of being an essential part of Nintendo's legacy. I think. You know, if it wasn't for this game, we wouldn't have <clears throat> made such a progression to games like, you know, uh, uh, <clears throat> like Final Fight and Double Dragon and um, Bad Dudes, River City Ransom. All those games came from this game, so that's why it makes it so important.
0: Yeah, no, I, I could definitely see it being the what sparks. You know, those games that you just mentioned.
1: Yeah. And like I said, it's really simple, so you're not going to get like any kind of depth to this game whatsoever. It's just... But that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's it's the very first side-scrolling beat-em-up. And it was on the Nintendo, and it was one of the first games to ever come out for the Nintendo. So for a lot of people my age, it was either, like I said, this or... And uh, Super Mario Brothers was some of their first games they ever played for the Nintendo. So I'm sure I'm not the only person that has such a soft spot in their heart for this game. I can't. Oh, maybe. I'm sure. But uh, I, you know, I can't really give it a 10. But as far as just fun factor, you know, nostalgia, how I feel about this game when I play it, how happy that it is to see it in my collection, like I'm going to give it a solid eight. Even though there's not much to it, I just, I just, I enjoy the game. I like the 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 box art of it, and I think it's and it's an essential it, uh, part of anyone's an NES collection.
0: No, that's awesome. No, I, I like it. I and like I said, I would love to have a chance to play it sometime.
1: And uh, one of the big reasons I wanted to do this game too is not only have I been wanting to do this game for a while, I wanted to do something from the Black Box Collection for a while. I also wanted to do Kung Fu Heroes, <coughs> excuse me, which um, is also on the Switch online. But I also ha I got a copy of it for my Nintendo a while back that I've been wanting to do a, ver- um, a review of because it's a really solid. Uh, game for the Nintendo, and I've been wanting to do that, so I figured I'd do Kung Fu, and then I do uh, Kung Fu Math or Kung Fu Heroes. And you said that's on the Switch. Uh yeah, it's on the uh, the Switch Online now. You can go play Kung oh, Fu Heroes. Cool. Yeah, I have to go check that out. That's a fun game. It's a really fun game for the Nintendo. Uh,
0: I've been um, playing a lot of the the Super <clears throat> Nintendo Library.
1: I've been playing a lot of Super Mario World. That game is like crack.
0: Ah, it's so good. So good.
1: But um, but that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. Derek, is there anything else you wanted to uh, let everybody know before we go tonight?
0: Yeah, just as always, be sure to check out the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. Uh, New episodes drop every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, really anywhere you can get podcasts. Uh, you can find the show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast.
1: Fantastic. And um, as far as I'm concerned, you can just follow me pretty much on Facebook or over on Twitter at Funktastic, and follow my nonsensical ramblings. So that's going to be the end of our show. Let me go ahead and bump up our music here if I can get it. Come on. Don't Don't do this to me. There you go. Come on now. There we go. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfantastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. We're over on Patreon at patreon.com slash retro. And if you can't throw us a couple bucks a month, go leave us a review wherever you listen to the show, especially on Spotify. We've gotten a lot of Spotify downloads lately, and I like that. So Derek, please tell everybody what it's all about. May the
0: way of the hero lead to the Triforce.
1: Yes.
2: by town.